invite you into our circle. If that's you, blow out the candles. Oh my god. This is a scam. She deserved it, Mom. It's your job to stand at the curtains and not attack the clients. And you, young lady? What's a scam? Woke up this morning feeling You are so weird. Does she have a lot of problems? It's nothing too concerning. What's this? New prop for work. Spirit, can you hear me? Yes, we can. And we can see you. Who are you talking to, Doris? Daddy, are you there? Who are you? Those dogs next door are gone, oh. so it's a trade-off. <clears throat> hey, listeners, welcome back. It's another exciting episode of Chewing the Scenery Horror Movie Podcast. How it's thrilling. Isn't it? <laughs> we are your hosts. I'm Richard. I'm here with Will. Hello. And Jolian. Hello. So, we're back in the studio. Um, we just shut off the air conditioning, so we're only going to do this till it gets warm, or until we run out of things to say. Um... Um, well, it was a good, good movie, episode. wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a couple of movies this week. So, Will, have you watched anything good since we did this uh, last? Yes, I watched um, Burnt Offerings after Jolien recommended it last time. Was that on Netflix? Uh, it's on Shutter. That's where I saw it. I haven't it watched it. Came out on Blu ray last year, I think. I've seen it before. So. It seemed familiar. Um, Did it work? Did it give you chills? Yeah, it it made me feel a bit uneasy. I can see that. Um, And then I watched Conjuring 2, Ouija 2, Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, for this week. And then I watched Murder Party. How how was that? 2007. I really enjoyed it. Whoever made it went to art school. <laughs> I think if you went to art school, you'd, you'd find it pretty funny. What, what, what else did that director do? Because I've heard that being talked about recently. Uh, I'm not sure what else they've done. Um, this one came out in 2007. Yeah. And then I watched another one from 2007 called Severance, oh, yeah. which is The Office versus right. or meets Hostel, mm-hmm. uh, which was, it was all right. Yeah, I didn't find that one funny, though. It wasn't very funny. If they had made the people funny, mm. it would have been, you know, I think in the hands of, like, a Edgar Wright or somebody, it would have been 
Yeah, there's people in there I've seen do comedies. Yeah, funny stuff, yeah. But. Yeah, the movie itself kind of fell flat. Um, Murder Party was fun, though. Hmm. I can't think of who did that. Um, yeah, I don't know who the guys... I don't know its so you, name. So you had the honor of watching Fantastic Four yes. on Blu-ray. Yes. The and most recent attempt. I fell asleep, and then I tried to watch it again, and I may or may not have made it through. I don't really remember. Go ahead and say it. It's the Unfantastic Four. It's, it is the Unfantastic Four. I want to say yes, I did watch the second half, and there's nothing there. <laughs> nothing stuck. Let me put on my surprised face. <laughs> so. Okay. So, yeah, wow. No, nothing remarkable to say about <laughs> Nothing remarkable to say about that film. Well, good to know. It was another one of those... Do like, you want to watch it next? No. Please, please do. No, please. I don't. <laughs> yes, you do. I've had my fill of superhero movies until I go see Wonder Woman. Oh, that's good. The, yeah, I've, I've expected right. and heard nothing but good things. And mm. So anything else? Um, Any television... Uh, we tried to watch another episode of Fargo. It's just not catching us. No? No. Have you watched this latest season? No. I've, I only saw the first season. I think the second season's probably the best. Mm. Um, this season, I don't know. The characters just don't... They're not doing anything for us. Did you ever get back into Fleabag? No. Gene doesn't like the fourth wall breaking. Oh, yeah. We found that Catastrophe was everything Fleabag wanted to be. I would say, yeah, they're good companions, but, uh, yeah, people are going to like one more than the other for sure. Have either of you watched um, Penny Dreadful? Uh, first not. First season, and maybe part of the second. Mm. I didn't dislike anything about it, just uh, too much stuff to watch. Okay, yeah, me, me too. I've not seen any. Yeah, it, it's, uh, it's totally worth watching, in my opinion. Okay. <clears throat> um... It could go off the rails like anything else. I've heard it just gets better and better. Good, because it started out fine. Yeah. <laughs> so if it gets better, it's a win. Was that it, Will? I think that's it. Okay. Julian, what about you? Uh, well, you watched uh, Wild Zero, didn't you? I did. I loved Wild... Should we just do my stuff next? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Okay, yeah. Wild Zero. I'm just curious. Yeah, Guitar Wolf, this amazing uh, 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 rock and roll band from Japan. Yeah, they used to come into town. Do they still come by? And a friend of ours used to hook them up with... Yeah, I wasn't <laughs> going to mention that. Oh, I'm, should we bleep that out? <laughs> well, we're not mentioning any names. Are we? I think just hook them up with bleep. <laughs> yeah. Sounds even worse. <laughs> yeah, it does. He used to hook them up with small, small babies. Let's <laughs> see. <laughs> we used to hook them up with yeah. Um, stolen cars. Stolen cars. Stolen they, guitars. They want the American experience. Yeah. They're yeah. from Japan, yeah. so they're probably thinking, you know what? Real rock and roll is this. Uh-huh. You know? We snuck, snuck them into a clan rally. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, they're, they're fun guys. And, uh, yeah, they're, they're like this, uh, if, if you're not familiar with them, there's this uh, Japanese like punk rock trio. Um and uh, they, they have this, their recording method is just to boost everything up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like a horrible sound. Yeah, louder is better. Oh, yeah. No matter what. So, yeah, I, I, I 
you know, I had quite a bit of their stuff, and then um, and then this movie came out, which is them versus zombies. Right? Isn't that is there supposed to be a drinking game? Um, yeah. Tied into this, the exploding heads and things. Yeah, yeah, I don't remember what it what all the rules were, but you got pretty drunk. I think when his guitar shoots fire. Yeah, that was one yeah. of them. Yeah, they they definitely they dig. In the, fact, I thought I don't remember. We must have downloaded uh, a copy of the drinking game. Yeah, because they have things that pop up on the screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, first ever DVD drift drinking game. Oh, okay. oh is, it, is it an extra? It's, actually, it's an extra, an extra, an extra oh, That's what we did. From yeah. Synapse, who are always reliable. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not seen it for quite a while because I have a kind of bad memory associated with it. Not the movie itself, but I went to this weird party where this... I think the idea of it was for the, the woman who's hosting it uh, to really offend her dad. <laughs> <laughs> so she'd invited him over to a party and then it was just this weird stuff went on and yeah but and anyway what so. a good good memory i'm sure yeah the film itself is fun yeah it was it was a lot of fun uh don't expect realistic zombies everybody <laughs> expect people who are painted green and realistic zombies <laughs> like the ones in real life yes don't expect real unicorns people these are completely made up I, i'd like a, a, a zombie movie where people go by a graveyard or something and you just hear this really muffled thump yeah because like in the movies they just like I mean, they've got some kind of earth moving equipment down there because they just they're, bust straight out those they're coffins. only buried a few inches <laughs> yeah, below the yeah. dirt it's like that's not what would happen Shouldn't, yeah, they wouldn't be able to get out. Shouldn't these things be set in New Orleans where everybody's buried above ground? Right. See, yes. Then it makes more sense. Yeah. Um, let's see. In addition to that, let's see, I wrote these down somewhere. Um, or did I? Wow. Uh, also watched A Virgin Among the Living Dead. Oh, yes. And that's a Jess Franco directed mm. 1973, I think. Yeah, that's a good one to watch after you watched a bunch of his things. So you're familiar with the people. Are, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, 1971. 71, okay. So um, really what's going on here is a um, coherent storyline for once <laughs> from Jess Franco, which is kind of unusual for him. Usually it's just a bunch of uh, situations that are excuses for nudity. And jazz, and or jazz. Yes, and or jazz, <laughs> usually both. And uh, this actually had a story going on, mm -hmm. and the story mostly made sense, and it mostly moved in a linear fashion. There was a little bit of uh, hallucination logic. Um, the cover art betrays all that happens in the movie. <laughs> You'll notice there's a woman who's sort of lying back with her hair flowing downward. Okay. And she's being sort of approached by a whole horde of zombies. Um, kind of like the ones you'd find on the cover of uh, Return of Living Dead or that Slayer album that had zombies on it. And in the movie... Yeah, I think I think the middle one's ripped off of Pablo Marcus's illustrations of from Tales of the Zombie. It's even got a medallion. The, um, the Marvel zombie series. Yeah. So I'm looking at this cover thinking, okay, what's going to happen in this? And and uh, none of that is what happens in this. Mm -hmm. Like, there's no rotting zombie walking corpse types in this movie at all. Yeah, I think they, 
think it was Jean Rouen or somebody was called in to shoot some zombie scenes and they just inserted out on a different cut of it. Oh. Yeah, it was mostly just people who were supposedly dead, mm. but walking around and acting, well, not normal, but uh, acting not like zombies. Um, that's not a complaint. That's just an observation. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was an enjoyable it's a watch. Complaint. <laughs> it's quite sad when you, you see it because it's like the last of his old gang. Right. And they, they all slowly walk off. And... Yeah, I, I see what you mean. But... Is, is this the last movie that had all of the minutes? Sort of? Yeah, like Howard Vernon and yeah, the, like the, the usual crew you had. They're like, we have lives, man. We gotta go. <laughs> well, some of them didn't. Yeah, some of them didn't have a life anymore. Yeah. <laughs> some of them died. <laughs> uh, so let's see. I just wrote these down and I'm like, I totally lost where I wrote them. Oh, great. Your, your notes and what you saw? Yeah. Um, I watched The Void. I know that one. Oh, um, how was that? I don't recommend it. No? No, I don't. Um, it, it was a bunch of nonsense to me. Uh, well, here's that what... Was the, it was supposed to be sort of H.P. lovecraft kind of cosmic horror. Yeah, there's supposed to be some sort of a um, cosmic door that, that some sort of creatures were... Uh, meddling with this world we live in and there was some sort of cult surrounding them that yeah they could have tried a little harder to make them not look like the triangle-faced clan but they were kind of clanny looking so that's not not a win um or it could be really effective if you want to make them bad are there creatures in it yes there are creatures big goopy gooey cronenbergian kind of creatures are they uh cg or they they all look practical to me. Oh, excellent! Yeah, a lot of uh, rubber and goo. I'll, I'll sit through some pretty bad movies to see a good practical creature. And you know there were yeah there were tentacles and pulsating mounds of gooey monster and uh, it just didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Like I want there to be some logical motivation as to why they chose the people, the time and place where this rift has opened and these things are coming through and doing the awful things they're doing. There wasn't that, that I could find. And maybe, you know, maybe I should rewatch it. Maybe I should uh, give it some time, but I didn't really enjoy it because it was mostly a siege on a little used hospital hospital. that had a fire at some point in time. So it was mostly not being used. It was just sort of partially open and partially staffed and uh it was hard to tell which character was infected with whatever the thing was and about to turn into whatever those are and do whatever they do so i was having a lot of trouble making sense of it now i was watching it pretty late maybe my mind was too tired to grasp the depth of it but um um, i'll probably give it another chance at some point in time but as it stands right now i don't recommend it or i recommend it if you think you might make sense of it i think i've got it on hold somewhere yeah, yeah should, should be seeing it soon. Yeah, if you can get it from the library and not pay anything mm. for it, that's even better. Oh, um, Richard Stanley's working on Color Out of Space. Oh, yeah? That might be good. We'll see. <laughs> if they don't take it away from him at some point. <sighs> Force him to sneak back on the set. <laughs> He's one of the few directors I've met. Oh yeah, you met uh, Richard Stanley. Mm-hmm. When? He's he's 
quite an approachable guy when he's not up a mountain in France. He's a, he's a very nice guy. I mean, like, like very what were the circumstances? Like, where were you kicking around? That, uh, that was when I was writing for Simon Hain magazine. Uh-huh. And uh, he had the premiere of Dust Devil in, at the Scala in London. Oh, okay. And, uh, yeah, and I remember I... I don't know if he ever read my review. It wasn't... I liked lots of things about the movie, but I wasn't, I wasn't nuts about it. Yeah. But um, uh, I gave it a fair shot. But, um, yeah, I met him there. He's, he's a very nice guy. Um, I hadn't... I think I was being very careful because he was having trouble with... He did this movie called Hardware, mm-hmm. which was... which. Uh, which was from a Judge Dredd story. Oh, But he okay. hadn't... Gotten the clearance? Yeah, and it was so close to it that he couldn't escape being sued over it. Oh. Um, so I was kind of wary about mentioning that. But, yeah, he is a very nice guy. I know I wished him well, and, and uh, Island of Lost Souls I was very hopeful for at the time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, you know what happened with that. The Island yeah. of Dr. Moreau, I should say. But, um, yeah, and then... Um, then afterwards, him and Kim Newman invite me to a sneak preview of Alien Cubed. <laughs> oh, yes. I what remember. did you ever do to them? Yeah. Well, no one had seen it. It was just a sneak. They, you know, this oh. was like the early hours in the morning and you just went out and saw this very dark print of Alien 3. Um, and, you know, the pe- less said about that. The yeah, people had... You know, they, it sounded interesting from what they knew about it. You know, yeah. this, the alien infecting some religious colony, and <clears throat> or was it a prison? Was it both? We can't decide. <laughs> I, don't know. I think it was a bunch of uh, British people with shaven heads. Yeah, as far as I could make out. Oh, but, um, I remember being so disappointed with that film. Yeah, so so disappointed. <laughs> And and so amazing, like what that that director you'd, yeah, you'd think and, after yeah. that movie you think oh yeah you know, yeah you'd think well that was the end of something and he could do anything and he's one of the best you know most exciting directors around yeah he could do anything but he did this <laughs> hey we all go start somewhere <laughs> we all have a little alien three in our past yeah, yeah. I, I think we all do <laughs> and maybe in our future so. Um, other than uh, a rewatch of Scream, that was it for my list. Okay, you and rewatched Scream. I really enjoyed rewatching Scream. Um, a uh, family friend uh, who's who's young wanted some recommendations and asked mm-hmm. if Scream mm-hmm. was good, and she's thirteen. Oh yeah, that would be pretty good. And and I said, well, as long as your folks are okay with it, mm-hmm. you know, Scream has got a lot of uh, self awareness and. Uh, some genre bending stuff that I think is really interesting. Like it, uh, the fact that Wes Craven has a cameo as Fred, the janitor <laughs> and the fact that the main character says that, uh, the first Friday, the, or the, the first nightmare in Elm street movie was great, but the sequels all sucked. And the fact that they kill off, here's a spoiler. Oh, by the way, spoilers, everyone. Um, <laughs> And thank you to the Moonrays for giving us intro creature features at the top of the show. Thanks, Moonrays. Thanks. Um, and the fact that they uh, uh, put Drew Barrymore 
top of her game at the time. That's the only scene I remember. Yeah. And there, it's like, okay, wow, she's going to like be the final girl. This is mm-hmm. going to be interesting. It's starting right out with her in peril. Yeah. And then her getting killed, like gutted. <laughs> right. And you're, what, 10 minutes into the movie and here's a top billing actress of the day dead. Mm-hmm. Like, well, her character is dead. So nope, her career was dead too. <laughs> I think she had a couple more uh, Adam Sandler movies in her after this. Have you seen her roller derby movie that she directed? Whip, was it Whip It? Was that her? Uh, was that it? It had Ellen Page in it. It's the only roller derby roller derby movie I can think of. Oh, there's there's been a few. Yeah, well, if it's if it's Whip It, I Kansas see City it. Bomber. That's a good. One. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was fun. I, I was I was hoping she'd direct more. Yeah, she should. Why not? Um, anyway, so the rewatch of Scream was really good because mm. I, I got inspired to rewatch it myself. And, uh, and also because we mentioned maybe doing a favorite uh, 90s movies episode. But mm. hey, we're doing Ouija 2 Origin of Evil instead. <laughs> but I did make a list and we'll talk about it later. But Jolene, what did you watch? Uh, well, I finally got to see Get Out. And how did you like it? This is the movie I've been waiting for. I'm glad to hear that. Uh, I'm tired of, oh, let's do nostalgic, you know, 80s homage and 70s homage. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I'm tired of grotty, green looking, you know, yet another zombie slasher, or whatever. Yeah. Retread. And it's just like, this is a movie that like plugs into the day and age very fresh and yeah scary yeah characters are liked yeah everything i mean there was yeah. not to like about this movie the cast is so awesome it's a fantastic film i want to watch it again a very honest uh, approach to race relations and preconceived notions of race mm-hmm. um you know they weren't uh trying to be overly careful and they weren't um and funny about it very funny about it Mm-hmm. Very matter of fact about some points. When, when the black cast is playing white people, yes, <laughs> <laughs> it's not like Richard Pryor doing it, but it's like uh, it, that was funny. Yeah, me up. I like that it's it even had a twist that I at least I didn't see coming because I don't know. I think you have this preconceived notion that they're going to be kind of slave sort of zombies. Mm. And not that they're being, they've been, their bodies have been taken over by other people. Yeah. So I thought that twist at the end was kind of nice. Yeah, because like the trailers, it looks like it's the Stepford Whites. Uh huh, exactly. And it kind of goes there a little. Mm-hmm. It wrong foots you so many times. Oh, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> did you get the, um, when they were doing the auction and everybody was kind of standing around, did you get the weird feeling of that story, the lottery? Where everybody had those slips mm, of paper, mm-hmm. and one of them had a dot. Yeah, the on Shirley it. Jackson story. Yeah, yeah. Did you kind of get that vibe off of that part of the movie? When when that scene started, uh, I was watching it with my wife, and she said, uh, "Oh, is this the the so they're playing bingo?" And and then it looks like that for a second, and then it's silent, and I thought, "Oh no, that's not what this is." <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was weird, wasn't it? Yeah. I think the weirder part is when he goes up. He comes inside the house and goes upstairs, and they all they they were all talking, and then they stop and they listen to him. So he's walking around upstairs, yeah. just 
creepy, creepy Whoa. scene. Man. And the one the one real jump scare you get mm. is uh what's the character's name? The the one who's uh, Georgina? Georgina. Yeah, Georgina is like in the background. She walks past the end of the hall. Yeah. And there's just one little strike of the strings mm-hmm. and that That's the only cheap shot. Yeah. There's yeah, no, jumping the whole thing. And that's the thing is that there's but, there's no there's no cheap setup. It's not a cat jumps out of a cupboard and no. you know why a cat in the cupboard in the first place? It's such bullshit. That's where that, you store them. <laughs> is that where you keep your extra cats? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They they hate being bunched up on the spring loaded cannon. <laughs> you can't just fold them up and put them in the sweater drawer. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so, yeah. She walks past the end of a hall. Yeah. It's not like uh, someone closed a medicine cabinet yeah, or opened it a cupboard. It re- reminded me of uh, uh, Exorcist 3, where you get mm. that same kind of something happens in the middle ground. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. My favorite out-of-focus background one is Michael Myers sitting up mm. in the background of oh, Halloween. Yeah, great. That's There's nothing better than that <laughs> before or since. Uh, what yeah. else did you see? All right, least boring movie I watched last week was Bloody Parrot from 1981. Hmm, I've never heard of it. This, uh, all right, certain people, if I told you that this is directed by Hua Shan, who did uh, Super Inframan and Kung Fu Zombie, that's all they need to know. Super Inframan? Yep. Ooh, Mm, don't know that one. Ooh, that one's hard. So like uh, the, the... the third boom of Japanese superheroes in the early 70s. That was big all around Asia. So Ultraman, Kamen Rider. So the Hong Kong, they made their own, they made the last movie called Super Inframan. Okay. So imagine an Ultraman sort of set up with, you know, Chinese style Kung Fu. And hmm. It's nuts. Yeah. Sounds like it would it's be. It's fun. It's fun. Um, but anyway, so Bloody Parrot. It's a Wuxia movie but horror, lots of horror in it. Um, I was trying to write down all the weird things that are happening, and as you're writing things down, something else happens. It's, yeah. just like, it's, it's got just about coherent story, which was good. It wasn't just all bizarre stuff. It wasn't like Boxer's <laughs> Omen, where you're just like, what? What is going on? What's this doing to my brain? But anyway, uh, there is a dead parrot. Is it bloody? <laughs> No, the actual dead parrot in the movie uh, is just shuffled off this mortal coil. See, pining for it's the fjord. Yeah, <laughs> just hanging upside down from its perch. Uh, there's also a dead monkey in it, which is on uh, these, these are like real dead animals. There's oh. also a snake that gets killed on the screen. Um, this is like the the era of Hong Kong movies, like Killer Snakes and Yeah, Calamity of Snakes and Centipede Horror. You know, with it, you know, you're going to see actual creatures getting mashed up um but anyway apart from that um you've got cat strangling they don't kill the cat but thankfully <laughs> not having a good good couple of seconds uh there's a possessed prostitute there's corpse dissolving uh there's some ghastly autopsies where they've obviously got some guts from somewhere and they're just throwing it around a table mm. uh, there's a hunchback named Roundworm. there's an efficacious witch She's an hmm. efficacious witch. Hmm. Uh, there's a zombie detective in a coffin that the hero hauls around, even when he goes to visit the prostitute. So it's like Weekend at Bernie's? <laughs> With uh, a carrying case. Uh, there's a sword in the face. 
there's a character named Dollface Killer Needle Lady Hong Yu. Huh. Oh, from the Wu Tang Clan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's lots of needle poison action, and when these needle poison, when when these needles hit someone, like their eyes bug out and there's all bloody stuff around the eyeballs coming out. Uh, there's human face embroidery <laughs> by the aforementioned Dollface Killer Needle Lady Hong Yu. Um, there's poison traps. Um, there's uh, uh, fire traps, uh, gas traps, spike traps, mirror traps. There's this great scene where the uh, the the uh, prostitute character, you know, you know, like in um, the end of uh, Into the Dragon, uh-huh. he figures out he has smash all the mirror. Yeah, they do that to one, and there's there's this like spring loaded weapons that fire out when you smash the mirror, so they can't do that. Oh, so what she does is she takes off her clothes layer by layer and puts them over the mirrors over the mirrors so she knows where she's been <laughs> yeah she's naked a lot in this movie directed by Jess Franco um the cobras uh there's a plush bat attack um there's a worm eating cannibal uh there's buzzsaw blade foo wait a worm eating cannibal so it eats yeah he, he eats putrefied corpses so they're like covered in worms and he'll just like grab a hunk of flesh and worms and stuff in his okay. mouth I was going to say unless he's a worm that's not cannibalism yeah, he probably wasn't working union right that day but um, yeah definitely not boring <laughs> sounds like it <laughs> uh, yeah so bloody parrot night anyone um, so what's the drinking game for that one <laughs> God, I wouldn't recommend drinking <laughs> watching that movie uh, I watched the Lego Batman movie, which is, you know, it started out funny, but it's all... The leg of Batman? The leg of Batman, that's right. Um, See, what happens is the lady takes the leg of Batman and, and kills her husband with it. And, and then, then serves it to the cops who come to investigate. Yeah, it's great. Excellent. Wow. Until Batman comes hopping in. Wait! You're so eating my leg! We watched it and it's really funny for a few minutes, but it's all in jokes, you know. Yeah. And uh, it just gets tedious. Mm. It's very, it's just dazzling animation, amazing. Um, and I watched uh, Split, which is M Night Shyamalan, Shyamalan movie from yeah. this year with James McAvoy hmm. as this guy who has multiple personalities. It's um, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't um, go into this expecting a accurate representation of the mentally ill. That's the guy uh-huh. from. That's a guy from Sherlock. Isn't it James McAvoy? James McAvoy. No, he, he plays play... uh, Charles Xavier, and uh, yeah. I, I have my actors mixed up. Anyway, um, yeah, he's he's very good in it. Uh, Anya Taylor Jay is in it. Bate Buckley, who was in um, Carrie. Mm. Um. Yeah, I I, mean, I was hoping for better because um, oh Anya Taylor Jay, she was in The Witch. She was one of the girls in that. Oh, okay. So these three girls get uh, kidnapped by the James McAvoy character who sticks them in some mysterious basement area. And and he's got all... Every time, most times he comes in the room, he's got a different personality. So sometimes he's a kid, sometimes he's a woman. And sometimes he's this like neat freak guy and you know, various characters he's playing. And uh, I was because I his previous one was the visit, and I thought, oh, this, this was good, and the the twist was organic, and um, 
you know, made made the ending part scarier and but this one I didn't like. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got a twist at the end. It's just one of those twists where you know if I'd had a brick that would have been a dead TV. Is it as bad as high endurance or high tension? I mean, high tension. That one made me angry. This one was just like oh, I'm so irritated. I just spent two hours building up oh, to this. Oh man. Um, oh, and he's such a good director. I wish he, I wish he was working from other people's screenplays. I wish yeah. he was working on like if they were making Twilight Zone, Zone movies still. If he got to do some of those stories, just do a straight up Twilight Zone. Yeah. Then you know after a half an hour or something, you get a twist, and if it works or not, you only spend half an hour mm-hmm. up to it. Um, yeah. Uh, the director of photography is the guy who did it. it follows, so it looks nice. Oh, nice! Uh, Mike Galakis. All right, uh, I watched a, a Japanese made-for-TV thing called Long Dream from two thousand, directed by Hikachinsky, and it's based on a short story by Junji Ito, who did um, Spiral. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was really interesting. Pretty neat. But but it's like sleep illnesses. There's people in this clinic have and. And uh, this this guy, he keeps f- when he falls asleep, he experiences longer and longer periods of time, mm-hmm. and uh, eventually he's, he's he's experiencing such long dream life that it's physically transforming him. He's becoming this, he's evolving into something from the future. Wow! And then it keeps twisting him from there. So it's very interesting. It's, it's barely an hour, just under an hour, I think. Um, so that was pretty fun but anyway that's what I watched hmm. anyway uh, yeah last so last weekend was um, Denver Comic Con yeah how was it uh, I heard it was too hot on <laughs> yeah Saturday. yeah I went on Friday and and uh, um, uh, you know I got in fine but Saturday is just the line is it's at this big convention center and, and this con has grown so much it takes up like two or three floors of this big place and and the line was just wrapped around it twice and uh people were were there in full costume you know some of these armored characters yeah and and it's like it's way up in the 90s yeah uh, here and and uh yeah i'm 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 really worried that some year someone's gonna die because uh, yeah, that, that was horrible, and I I can't stand out in the sun like that long. Can't be exposed that long. No. So I didn't go back in on the rest of the weekend. But the Friday was fun. Ah. Oh. Uh, got to see some celebs. I didn't get to see um, Famke Janssen, which was disappointing. But um, <laughs> I got to sit in a bunch of workshops, you know, like Frank Cho and so on. Oh, that's nice. Uh, that was fun. But anyway, anyway I, I got there and I'd done this um, comic. Uh, they, they have these this super team to do with the con now mm-hmm. and uh, so I'd done this comic and I thought it it was through the comic book classroom and I thought it was going to be some pamphlet they handed out with classes but when I got there and they gave me the official program there it was I thought wow oh. all these people are going to see this comic that's nice. awesome but I've not heard anything back from it oh since so. uh, well so much for exposure yeah and then <laughs> and then last week also um, Gumby launched yeah. The new Gumby series. He launched Gumby in space? <laughs> yeah, well, the very first page he gets fired out of a giant crossbow. 
but uh, yeah, so that's out now. So and I just finished doing the the one where he becomes a punk rocker, and now they and so now I'm doing one where he's uh, he kind of goes he ends up going to Hawaii. But, that's um, awesome. Yeah, he gets all sandy. <laughs> he's just clay. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that launched, and then um, uh, yeah, what else is going on? But uh, yeah, it was, it was quite a busy week. Sounds like it. So, in anticipation of um, possibly talking about the best of the '90s, I did make a list. Mm-hmm. Oh, too. okay. Um, did you go year by year or just a yeah. list? Yeah. Okay. So, what did you have for 1990? Exorcist uh, Three. Uh huh. Frankenhooker. Uh-huh. Are we playing bingo here? Oh, no, Frank no. <laughs> did you did you look at it, Will? Uh, I didn't. I didn't. Okay. L- look you, have, up. you have more of a life than I do. I didn't. <laughs> I totally forgot to look up movies from the nineties. Uh, Frankenhooker, uh, Leatherface. I enjoyed um, that one. I don't think I've ever seen that one. Uh, the Night Living Dead, Tom Savini one. The remake, yeah. Uh, Ghost. Yep. Ghost. Yeah, so that was a pretty good year. Yeah, um, nineteen ninety also had Tremors. Yeah, yeah, yeah Tremor. Which is funny, but it's also got some pretty legit, you know, horrible stuff happening to mm-hmm. the characters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tremors is a good one. So, um, so I'll do ninety-one. Um, two, two of the standouts, and I didn't make a very long list, but uh, two of the standouts from ninety-one were uh, the Adams Family, which um, they did a nice job of making it look and feel like. Uh, I don't, Tim Burton didn't direct that, did he? No. Okay, but it kind of has that Burton kind of feel to it. Yeah. Um, I like the second one there. The, oh, the Adams Family Values. Yeah. Yeah, that was that ninety six, ninety. What was that? That one, uh, that one made me laugh. Yeah. In, in any event, uh, yeah, there were some good scenes in that one. Silence of the Lambs yes, was yes. also ninety one. Mm-hmm. What else did you have? Uh, Delicatessen. Oh, oh nice. Um, it's got cannibalism in it. It's not really a horror movie, but. It's but cannibalism is pretty horrific. A house with lots of eccentric characters and some cannibalism going on. Uh, the story of Ricky, which is nuts, is this like Hong Kong movie based on a Japanese manga about this guy who goes to prison. But it's he's like this super strong guy, and and uh, the the fights in it uh, they they're very gory. Mm-hmm. And this is this is the movie where uh, this guy gets disemboweled and he just like. Ties ties himself off with his own guts. Oh, <laughs> carries on fighting. <laughs> and then the other one was a uh, Necromantic Two. Don't know that one. Uh, German horror movie. No, hmm. not familiar with. Is this is it a, spelled with a K. Necromantic. Yeah, yeah. This is another um, director I met at the Scala because they had the premiere of it there. Uh, Book right? Huh. And uh, the star is Monica M. Uh, yeah, and I, I ended up sitting next to them and watching this movie. But, but anyway, cool. her 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 love of her life dies, but that doesn't stop her from keeping carrying. him around in her bed. <laughs> I was going to say carrying carrying on a relationship with him. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. They they met when they went to um, a showing of House by the Cemetery. Yeah, <laughs> romance fans. Romance um, fans. Okay, that was ninety one. Oh wow. Uh, okay, ninety two. Um, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yes. I have some, some, uh, fun memories of, uh, almost getting to see a sneak preview of that. I don't know if it was premiere weekend, but it was uh, Halloween weekend of 92. 
And I was in Chicago for a um, journalism convention. I was on the uh, newspaper staff in college. And uh, we were all supposed to be able to go to this, you know, sneak preview screening or premiere weekend screening of this and um, ended up at a nightclub instead, which was great. Mm. Yeah. So it was <laughs> out on a tear in you know, you downtown Chicago. Yeah. What do you think of it? Uh, that was one of those that I liked it when I first watched it, and then I watched it again on video and didn't mm. care for it. Okay. And I don't know. I found it really, really corny the second time I watched oh, yeah. it. Like, yeah, it, it almost it. You get a totally different experience rewatching this than you do watching it the first time. Yeah. <laughs> you you get so much more comedy out of it. Yeah. I yeah I'm not. You know, you, your expectation is really high because it's Coppola and you're hoping for the apocalypse now of Dracula movies, but yeah. it's not. <laughs> I but saw, it's just, just so good looking. It looks fantastic. I saw a really nice uh, fan edit somebody did that they cut it up to be a lot closer to the book yeah. and cut all that. Winona Ryder. Keanu Reeves. Re, no, uh, her reincarnated <clears throat> spirit. And, oh, yeah. And their endless love and all that. Like cut all that okay yeah so it made it a, it made a little more bearable <laughs> yeah and keanu reeves is just i don't know what's up with him in this movie <laughs> okay we also had uh candy man uh army of That's darkness one. yeah I'm, I'm not that keen on candy man no it's it's pretty dark it's it's i like the story yeah it's interesting that they did have to get some special permission and special um Bees. accompaniment to uh, film in uh, the projects, the housing projects in Chicago, mm. Cabrini Green, which uh, are no longer there. Those buildings have been torn down, but uh, terrifying place, even for most of the residents living there, terrifying place to just be. Yeah. Um, and uh, the guy who lives across the street from me actually uh, grew up a good portion of his childhood in Cabrini Green. Mm. So we've talked a little about that. It's a... Uh, uh, he said mostly. Fond they, memories. He, well, he said mostly when they were kids, they were just looking for some place to get a ball and go play a game, and uh, and there were always some parents making sure everybody ate. Mm. He's like, yeah. he's like, yeah, all that terrifying stuff was just sort of in the background all the time, and you got used to it. Um, but a lot of gang activity there, and it's yeah. pretty scary stuff. But uh, anyway, Candyman is um, it's it's really dark and gritty, and it's 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 not an easy watch, I would say. Um, Army of Darkness came out in 92 and uh the movie buffy the vampire slayer right so that was uh uh christy swanson playing buffy and that was fun i i liked that one uh paul rubens aka Wee herman has a really funny uh small part in the movie he's he's a vampire with a goatee (laughs) oh yeah yeah. (laughs) his death scene is hilarious um tetsuo 2 that's uh, the Tetsuo movies, if you like, you know, if you're into Cronenberg, it's kind of uh, guy named uh, Shinya Tsukamoto did this, did these movies. Um, yeah, I've seen one of those. The Iron Man one? one. Yeah, Tetsuo Iron Man's the first one, and and that's on Shutter. Tetsuo Two is a slightly bigger scale, but they're you know they're very cheap movies. But, and uh, Brain Dead. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh, excellent that's right. choice. Yeah, which uh, we would know as uh, Dead Alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Merca. <laughs> that's that's just such fun. Yeah. Um, what about 
All right, uh, I've got a few for night three. Uh, Body Snatchers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Kronos. Okay. Necronomicon, which I'd really like to see get released. It's this yeah. collection of Lovecraft stories. You seen that one? I've never seen that one. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, a bunch of different directors doing three or four stories. Oh, nice. Um, the Bride with the White Hair. It's a wonderful Hong Kong fantasy movie. And the Heroic Trio is another Hong Kong fantasy movie. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of that one? No, mm-hmm. I haven't. They're both really good. Heroic Trio is uh, Anita Moy, Michelle Yeoh, Maggie Chong Thanks. as these kind of superheroes. Yeah. Versus a demon. Okay. And it's great. <laughs> and Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla, which is how, has one of my favorite soundtracks ever. <laughs> uh, I, I saw it on the big screen. It was great. Um, nowhere near the same impact on TV. Anyway, I, what have you got? I put a need to watch that I've still not seen. Everyone says good things about body bags, and I've not seen body bags. Mm-hmm. And uh, one that isn't necessarily horror, but it's about the business of horror movies, Matinee. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah John Goodman. Yeah. As a... Um, is he supposed to be like Corman, or is he supposed to be he's kind of William Castle? William yeah, Castle. I was going to say he's more a William Castle kind of guy, yeah. from what I remember. Yeah, he kind of felt like they took some elements of some of these different kind of. Uh, I don't know. How do you describe a filmmaker like that? He's not a shyster, but he sort of is. Huckster. He's a huckster. huckster. He's not so much a shyster as he is a huckster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Does a lot of hucking. So yeah, that one's good fun if people have not seen it. Um, just the fact that he makes a movie called Mant. Mant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to see Mant. I want, yeah, me I want too. Mant to be a real movie. Ninety-four. <laughs> uh, um, Wes Craven's New Nightmare, uh, Cemetery mm. Man, Interview with the Vampire, and Nadja. I went to be the vampire. I quite like that one. Yeah, I went to see that. Yeah, I enjoyed that one. I was I was not expecting um, Tom Cruise to play Lestat. Yeah. Well at all. And he did a really good job. Mm-hmm. And uh, great cast all the way around. It was, it was, <laughs> it was a good movie. Um, uh, it holds up. I've watched it. I was it. so bored during that movie. Have well, you rewatched it? <laughs> no, I've not rewatched it, but. I would say I give it a rewatch. So bored. Maybe we'll do that one. Wondered once. how they changed the light bulbs way up in the ceiling. <laughs> a long portion of that movie was spent staring at the ceiling. Wondering if it was a tall ladder or a long stick. <laughs> yeah. Is it a stick with like a suction cup on the end? Is it a tall ladder? Do they come down from the ceiling? Do they bring in a bunch of French acrobats and they make a human pyramid standing on each other's yeah. shoulders? <laughs> The guy who's on top has a leather glove in case the bulb is hot. Yeah, he just has a dish towel. Yeah. <laughs> so, Nadja, did either one of you ever see that one? I think I've seen that. It's a vampire movie. Yeah. And, uh, I don't think so. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. We'll have to talk about that in depth because um, in 95, there's another one called The Addiction, which was another, and that's on my 95 Um but uh, Nadja and the Addiction were two vampire movies, and I was just waiting for something really different, really new, and those were two years in a row. Hmm. But uh, anyway, so what did you have for uh, 94? Um, well, I'd Faust, um, a oh, full-length okay. movie by Jan Svankmeyer. Mm-hmm, yeah. Seen that? I have not. So, it, yeah, 
That's a funky one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you know Jan's funk way, you know to expect yeah. animated bits of meat and uh-huh. <laughs> sugar. Yeah. Uh, I used to love to put that one on for people. Mm-hmm. Like just, you know, out of the blue, we'd put that on and people start watching and be like, yeah, what the what? hell is this? Yeah. Yeah. And his Alice is good as well. Have you seen that? I've not seen that one. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I um, used to watch all the shorts. Yeah. I loved his shorts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, Della Morte, Della More. Hmm, never have seen no, that that's one. That's a Michele Suave movie, and it's based on Dylan Dog. Oh, uh, okay. I have but it's the good one. Dylan Dog movie. It's not okay. a crappy recent one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it's a good one. It's also called Cemetery Man. Oh, okay. I may have seen that one then. Yeah. And uh, Crest of Betrayal. Um, the Japanese, uh, yeah, I've seen Cemetery Man. Japanese title is Chushingura Gaiden, uh, Yotsuya Kaiden. Yotsuya Kaiden is one of the classic ghost moot stories, plays, mm-hmm. often filmed, where uh, a samurai poisons his wife in order to marry into a richer family and boost his social status. Yeah. And the first wife is horribly disfigured by the poison and comes back and haunts him. And uh, and then Chushingura is another classic off-told story about the 47 loyal ronin mm-hmm. who go and take revenge for their lord. And then, you know, the survivors kill themselves. Oh, okay. There's like a special shrine where they're all buried now. But uh, so this ties the two stories together. You know, what if one of those guys was this guy who did the wrong Oh, okay. Thing. Um, and it's just a gorgeous looking movie. Um, sort of on big screen. I, w- I wish it'd come out here because it's really nice looking. Okay, that was 94. Mm-hmm. In 95, as I hinted to, The Addiction and Village of the Damned was also... Did you like that? Um, well, I liked it then. I haven't rewatched it. Uh, it it was a it was a remake wasn't it yeah i've seen the original i don't remember if i ever watched the The remake was great yeah you know and i might i might be just kind of uh you know mixing my feelings for the original being so good with uh the remake being okay but they did a good job with the transparent skin and the weird eyes on the kids Mm. so i can remember there's a guy who you know they fall asleep but there's, there's one unfortunate who's barbecuing at the time (laughs) <laughs> so when everyone else wakes up he's he's pretty well done <laughs> uh, so yeah that was again one that I, I know I, I'll have to watch that again because I saw it on the big screen you know back then there wasn't so, a lot in 95 no what did you have uh, well the, the the Gamera trilogy started up oh, okay was, you know giant monster movies at their best um and then there was this, uh, 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 was it Bollywood or it's the Telugu? Uh, anyway, it's one of those uh, goddess movies they make in India. Uh, and this one's called Amoru. Mm. And they brought in some like Western special effects experts. But it's um, Amoru is, um, there's this like a, one of the goddesses named Durga and she's known by various names in various regions. Anyway, she's is she naked and blue? So the follow at some points and multi armed. Oh, good. Uh, but anyway, um, so the, her followers are wronged, 
and then she comes back to take to strike vengeance upon the wrongdoers. Mm. It's awesome. It sounds good. Amoru. A W M O R U. Um yeah, love it, love it. So that's all I have for ninety five. Okay. Those two. Um ninety six, uh from dusk till dawn. And I think I've told you my story before. I was so thrilled to be seeing this. You know, Tarantino wrote it. Rodriguez directed it. Had George Clooney and a whole bunch of other interesting people in it. And uh, I got to go to a small neighborhood theater in Kailua, Hawaii. The Kailua that's on Oahu, not the one on the Big Island. And there were all these kind of mom-aged women who were clearly there to see hunky George Clooney being hunky in a movie. Oh, dear. (laughs) And this insane crime movie starts up Mm. and it's comedic but it's very very hardcore crime movie and then uh, if they didn't get up and walk out by the time it got to the halfway (laughs) point again spoilers it turns into a vampire movie yeah and that was great I, i i still like watching this movie once in a while and it was it was cool did you like that one yeah i liked that one we also got uh, Scream and Frighteners. Yeah, I love the Frighteners. Frighteners was all right. Yeah. And The Craft, which uh, it feels very much dated now, and it's very 90s, but uh, I still, I've rewatched it recently, and I still enjoy it. Hmm. I'll have to watch that again. Then. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it does what it does. Yeah. You know, it's I'm not going to make any excuses for it. It's, it's pretty dated, but uh, um, hey, you've got... Uh, an attempt at a at just a really good-looking female cast, but then you get like the the really cool, weird, good looks of uh, Feruza Balk, who I think makes the movie because she gets so crazy in it, and she's just so unique-looking. Um, anyway, so that's what I have for '96. What um, about you? So, so you're during... forgetting Island of Doctor Moreau came oh, out in 1996. <laughs> if you're gonna watch that, watch that that documentary about Richard Stanley. Yeah, yeah, it's much more interesting. What's that one called? Uh, uh, Island of Lost Souls. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Island, Island of Lost Soul or yeah. something. Either watch one and immediately watch the other, yeah. or whichever order you want to do it in. But that tells you. I remember it being good looking. Yeah. And just wacky. It, it just You just know it's off the rails. Oh, yeah. Man. They lost their damn minds. Um, well, Brando was pulling all the strings. He was just being mm. just completely crazy. Yeah, it was pr- practically the Island of Dr. Brando, wasn't it? I think yeah. it was. The island of Dr. Brando. <laughs> uh, what did you have? So so during the 90s, I was living in Japan. and So Gamera 2 came out. Ah. And uh, uh, I had the pleasure of being in the theater because like each film studio has a chain of theaters. Mm-hmm. And that's where the, all the movies go. You were in a Toho theater. I was in the Dai Theater. Oh, okay. And in Sapporo. And... Uh, and you know, Gamera lands on that theater. Thought, oh, yeah, this is it. That's awesome. <laughs> I was so happy. <laughs> and then, then Legion is the is this alien creature that that lands in this department store, you know, a couple of blocks from there. Yeah, and, and like, and it becomes this giant kind of space plant that bursts out of the um, department store, and then and then there's these these kind of insectile creatures. Uh, that that get called legion okay that infest all the subways you know where i used to travel around in it's just it was just so fun it's just a wealth what, of locations yeah watching that... these places i was in oh, every day so being, cool being trashed 
uh, yeah, uh, and it is a good movie, good John Watson movie. All right. So ninety-seven. What? Yeah, I'm getting down to slim pickings here. Yeah, ninety-seven <laughs> didn't have a lot. Just got one. <laughs> yeah. Well, I you know, and I have not rewatched Scream Two. I'm going to. Uh, I know it's not as good as the first one. I will give it a rewatch, but that did come out in '97. Event Horizon, which uh, a lot of people are going to have uh, an opinion about that, either yeah, I really liked it, or Ugh, that's a piece of crap. Uh, there's not a lot of people who are kind of lukewarm on it. Most people are either hot or cold on this movie, mm-hmm. and uh, I need to rewatch it. But I do remember it being just it just had a weird feeling to it. It just felt like uh, you know Disney's the black hole. Yes. It was basically the same. It was the same story, just gory. Yeah. It felt like Hellraiser and Black Hole had a baby. Uh-huh. That's exactly <laughs> what happened. Hellhole. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, Lost Highway came out that year. And although not really a horror movie, there were some pretty eerie, weird things. I don't remember liking things. that one. I um, liked that one. Rewatched that one numerous times. I haven't rewatched it lately, and do need to for sure. And then uh, it does it, have the very creepy premise of having somebody mail videos to your house. Oh yeah, and then you know or, uh, using both VHS and snail mail when they're talking to you at the party and they're on the phone at your yeah. house. You know, yeah, that that part was really creepy. And then we also got Anaconda, which we talked about here on the show. <laughs> so, oh, so great picks boy. for this year. <laughs> so that, I threw that in there just because we did talk about it and because that gives you an idea of how slim the pickings were well, I, in 97. Uh, there's an anime movie called Perfect Blue. Oh, I've seen Perfect Blue. Uh, so, yeah, this is, the director of this is Satoshi Kon, who did Paprika and mm-hmm. uh, Millennium Actress. And all his films are worth yeah. watching. He's, he's a real loss. Uh, Perfect Blue is yeah, it's basically a giallo. Yeah, this this woman who's like she was a pop idol, and she just loses contact with reality, and, mm-hmm. and there's this killer in it. Yeah, it's pretty. Uh, it gets pretty brutal, but yeah. So I'm gonna guess '98. You had Ringu. Yep, definitely. Uh huh. One of the scariest movies I've ever seen. Did you have Blade? Yeah. No, I didn't like the first one. I love the second one. Yeah, the second one's pretty good. The second that had Parker Posey in it, right? I don't remember who was in it. I just know Guillermo del Toro directed it. Yeah, and he had those super vampires. Yes. Yep. And I loved the like uh, when there's like a big impact. There's those Jack Kirby, the Kirby crackle. Oh yeah. You can just about see it. Uh, I thought, oh, this is this is a good comic book movie. Yeah. Because we hadn't had any good ones at that point. Yeah. In terms of superheroes, but yeah, I didn't care for the first one at all. Yeah. So that was probably a year or two later, right? Probably ninety nine mm-hmm. or two thousand. Played two. Two thousand, two thousand one. That was in the two thousands, yeah, because yeah. it's okay. not on my list. That would have been on my list. Right. But yeah, first one I found kind of dull. Yeah, I, yeah, I found the effects in the first one really terrible. Yeah. Go rewatch it. I, I don't know <laughs> if I want to. Maybe I'll just watch two and just like stop there. Yeah, I'll have to watch the trilogy again. Um, yeah. yeah, so so Ring definitely, and uh, the other one from this year, Gods and Monsters. Yeah, I for some reason overlooked putting that it, on my list, but totally. It's not really a horror movie in itself. It's about James Whale right. making Bride of Frankenstein. But it, it looks great. Yeah, it's really good. The little dream sequences where, Acting. where Brendan Fraser is the <sighs> Frankenstein so monster. <laughs> he's, he's like, he's so, 
you know, he's often the, the goofy hero. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just shocking how yeah. good he is in this. Yeah, he's he's earnest but not very sharp, if I remember right. Uh-huh. His character. Yeah, yeah, he's the, he's the gardener guy. Yeah. And then it's um, Ian... McKellen. McKellen. Yeah. James Well. Does a beautiful awesome. job. Awesome. You, you believe it's him. Yeah. It's it's pretty cool. Um, what else did you have for 98? That's it. Oh. How about 99? World Zero. Yep, I have that now. <laughs> Having then, just watched uh, it a couple of days ago. Gamera 3 caps off the trilogy very nicely. Yep. Uh, and the other one would be Audition. I have that on so my list as well. they're all three Japanese. Now, Audition sounds like a good one. It wouldn't be an episode of our show if we didn't have Will spoil Sixth Sense for everybody. <laughs> Go ahead. Was that 99? Or yeah, nine? 99. Uh, was it? What was Stir of Echoes? Uh, Stir of Echoes, same year. I don't remember that line. Stir of Echoes... Um, is that EVP? Uh, no. Stir of Echoes is... Uh, Kevin Bacon is a Southside Chicago guy who... Just blue-collar guy who... Uh, I forget the reason why, but his um, sister-in-law hypnotizes him. And then he starts having visions of a dead girl. And Wow. Well, actually, he's he's being told to dig... But then he starts having visions of a dead girl. I've never. You yeah. may not have seen this. Yeah. No. I'm not spoiling it then because this is actually a really good movie. Arguably. Okay. Um, I'm not seeing Kevin Bacon's finest since Tremors. You know, he 13. had the whole decade to try and top <laughs> Tremors and he finally did it just before the decade was over. Uh, and yeah, Sixth Sense. Um, a lot of people were like, oh, it's a ripoff of Sixth Sense. Yeah, because they ran right out and made a movie in about two or three months. You <laughs> fucking morons. That's how movies work. Yeah. So, um, well, they used to back in the 50s. <laughs> yeah, that's but... true. <laughs> They're like, quick, find a location. Quick, get some props. Does yeah. anyone have a script in their pocket? <laughs> no. Um, so Sixth Sense and Stir of Echoes have a lot in common. Uh, and they did come out within months of each other. But uh, I like Stir of Echoes better. In a lot of ways, Sixth Sense more stylized, and um, they're they're both ninety nine. Okay. Uh, audition, of course, Wild Zero. You had Stigmata, um, mm. Sleepy Hollow, mm-hmm. and Blair Witch Project were all ninety nine. Mm, yeah. I like the look of Sleepy Hollow. The yep. story is dumb. Blair Witch Project, I know, gave you motion sickness. Uh, Love the campaign. Then that's the main thing with me is like I like that so many people were freaked out by it. I love that the campaign was so clever and so many people fell for it. Watching it, it doesn't scare me. I do like the fact that it looks so low budget and shaky and crappy and that the the characters were actually pretty stressed out or the actors were stressed out. It got them in character. I like a lot of things about it, but the movie, um, I own a copy of it and I do once in a while watch it, but I mainly... (laughs) For every one time I watch it, there's probably two times that I watch the little fake documentary that went with it mm. called The Curse of the Blair Witch. Mm-hmm. It's much better than the movie. <laughs> it's really fun because they do a lot of fake old footage. So that's what I have for 99. Um, yeah. Okay. So favorites of the 90s. Uh, it wasn't a totally dry decade for horror. Mm-hmm. Almost. but not, Almost. <laughs> not yeah, but yeah I, was, I, was, I was looking outside of America for interesting a lot of your stuff was yeah Yeah. so jolian ouija origin of evil yes have you seen the first ouija yeah yeah i talked about it um did did yeah i don't remember did you did you like it talking about 
one of them? Uh, I think it was along the lines of, uh, you know, this is this is not for me. This is for people who are new to horror. Mm, yeah. like, uh, it's a primer for people who... Yeah, a crowd of kids who've not seen these jumps and seen these setups These before. setups that we can see getting in the cab yeah. a mile away. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, so I thought it was all right. Okay. I heard it sucked, so I didn't watch it. It doesn't suck. No. Okay. It's got some good uh, kills in it. And the harsher critics said it sucked. Like uh, <laughs> with, with Ouija movies, like movies with like Ouija board and uh, seances and things. Uh-huh. The mechanism is you will have cynical characters mm-hmm. and you will have fakes, like people who are doing it as a to rip people off. And then it will turn real. Yeah. Which is a really good way of getting under your skin. Yeah. You know, like if you, you buy into it and then it's like, whoa, there's always a good you know, chore or two in it. Yeah. I, I find anyway. But um, so, yeah, I find that in these, these Ouija movies. You, you call it Ouija. Is Ouija. It, is that what they call it in America? Ouija. Yeah. I've heard a lot of people pronounce it that way. And, and when someone explained to me at a younger age that it's the word we and the word ja. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so it just yeah. makes yes, no yes. sense. It's a yes, yes board. Yeah, and why? Why is it yes, yes? <laughs> yes, yes. Origin of evil. Yes, no. Goodbye. Yeah, it's like well, I guess it's it's mostly giving you what you're asking for. <laughs> yes, yes. So, Will, did you uh, see the original Ouija? No, nor the original Conjuring. And you watched both. I watched both sequels. Conjuring 2 was also one of them that is on my list that I misplaced. But yeah. So how did you like Conjuring 2? It sucked. <laughs> was it Just about- going to say straight out, it, it was two hours and 13 minutes long, and it should have had about 45 minutes shaved off. Would it have been good if it... I think if you'd shaved it to 90 minutes, I think you could have had a tight little horror movie that... Although wouldn't be surprising, for the most part, Conjuring 2 just plays like poltergeist i've been saying that it's about a half hour too long but i think you're probably right more like 45 minutes too you know uh i really think horror movies have to stick to about 90 minutes bottom line because like you said with the the twist with the Shyamalan films Mm. if you've wasted two hours to get to (laughs) to a twist yeah whereas 90 minutes i don't feel so bad i feel like 90 minutes is about perfect. It's about as long as I want to be really tense or, you know, I'm very rarely frightened by them. But, you know, tensions are usually good. Yeah, the startles, the the, the building of dread, all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, you don't want two hours and 40 minutes of that shit. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's too much. Um, I found the Warren characters way too goody-goody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're... Um, to the point of being cartoony yeah almost it didn't they had no flaws at all right and uh, i'm guessing they had something to do with the film or at least their estate did i don't know if the warrens are still alive i used to hear them on coast to coast they always seem like real shysters <laughs> not even hucking <laughs> they were shysting <laughs> they were shysas so yeah, I I had the same feelings about it. They did they did seem a little too goody goody, and the movie was too long. Other than that, I could see the potential in editing. Mm-hmm. Someone do a fan edit, knock this thing down to eighty eight minutes or ninety minutes. And yeah, you made it ninety minutes. I think it would be a nice tight little movie. I think you. Yeah. I mean, they open with this whole Amityville. 
yeah. rehash that doesn't go anywhere. Yeah, the, the camera it's... starts pulling back and you see the, the trademark windows of the Envyville mm-hmm. house. And I went, oh, really? Are they winking at us with this? Yeah. Nope, they're actually in the house. Yeah, um, but that, I mean, that payoff isn't really... A payoff? <laughs> a payoff. It's not really needed. Did you see this one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've talked about it before. Yeah, I thought show. you had seen it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'd read about the, the case... Yeah. It's from the 70s in mm-hmm. North London. And they show the side-by-side comparison photos at the end mm-hmm. during the credits. So there's that, which is interesting. Oh, you don't get a killer nun in the... Right. In the story, yeah. yeah. They're like, we need a creepy nun, right? Am I wrong here, people? Come on, creepy <laughs> we, nun? We just laughed that that was Marilyn Manson living in their house. You know? <laughs> oh, Manson. <laughs> just ignore him, honey. Yeah. He lives in the basement now. <laughs> He's made a habit of it. Ha! Yeah. <laughs> just just mark where you leave off on the milk yeah. right. in the fridge because that will be gone next morning. Mm-hmm. He is stealing milk. It's be black, cereal. Black lipstick marks on the bottle. <laughs> yeah, I think we mentioned it before. In, in Capitol Hill in Denver, there was uh, what they called Spider-Man. Yeah. Back in the... 50s? This, yeah, this is like early 20th century, wasn't it? Yeah. Like these big old buildings, and there was a guy who'd like live in the attics, and then he'd come down at night through the ceiling and yeah. steal things. So creepy. I mean, that's... Yeah, I've heard that story numerous times where somebody's living in someone's attic, Ugh. and they don't know it. Mm. Yeah, the thought of someone getting in your house is bad enough, but the fact that they're creeping around while you're home. In the attic. Yeah. That's got to be disgusting. Coming down. Uh, so, um, so Ouija 2, Origin of Evil. What did you think? Uh, I enjoyed it until the explanation. And then the explanation of why the house was haunted was so over the top and so unnecessary with what and, and didn't really jive what we had seen before that it... Uh, In what way? Uh, I just felt like... I mean what they couldn't throw an indian burial ground in there too (laughs) it was just too much it was like okay you could have a doctor who's a killer but he's also an escaped nazi Mm -hmm. and you could have these experiments but he's also the into the occult so (laughs) it just it seemed like they couldn't quite settle on uh what they wanted for Mm -hmm. the for the explanation to be i would have preferred if it was just just a haunted house Mm -hmm. there's just some unexplained evil there um it's a lot like uh the series american horror story where they try to cram in as many tropes (laughs) as they can and it works for me for a while but i've never made it through a season satisfied because at some point the tropes just there's too many and it just breaks and stops being and they try to cram in a lot of crossover uh, of the actors mm-hmm. playing different characters and having reasons for those things to exist when there isn't otherwise. Yeah. Um, starting into this movie, when you get the title that says um, Los Angeles 1967, I'm always just, you know, arms folded, toe tapping, waiting for, you know, the, the one thing that, that always goes wrong, none of the cars look used. They all look. Like someone who owns yeah. them, rolled mm-hmm. them in. They're freshly waxed. Other than that, um, the cars, they nailed it. The costuming nailed it. The photography. The photography feels and looks. Yeah. Um, 
let's see, excellent sets, set dressing, cars, costumes, um, everything. All that's great. And yeah. I thought the movie itself was pretty good and entertaining. Uh, it had a, a fake jump scare that I really liked when the the mom opened the door <laughs> when the kids are playing with the Ouija board at the first. Mm-hmm. And uh, the one girl screams like her scream is so <laughs> delayed. It worked. It was funny. Yeah. Uh, but the explanation just felt like it was over the top and, and that kind of derailed the movie for me. And that comes well past the halfway point. So you're really invested by the time mm-hmm. the shortcomings of the movie. Uh, That's the uh, Henry Thomas character. Yeah. Now, um, they have uh, Father Tom warning Alice that the spirit world is dangerous. And there's already been some kind of foreshadowing of that. Right? Yeah. So he's. He's telling us, the audience, something we already know Mm -hmm. and cluing her in for the first time. And it's almost exactly at the halfway point of the movie. So I feel like, okay, thus far we've gotten through a lot of this building and a lot of this setup that looks great. It feels great. Um, We're we're pretty well invested. Two things. And it's probably we're what maybe half hour left in the movie by the time we get that exposition that we don't like. I also do not like whether it's practical or CG or some of both the slack jawed screamy mouth on the, on On the little girl on Doris. Yeah. Yeah. It looked pretty fakey. Yeah. It, it didn't work for me and it happened too long, too often. And, uh, also earlier than that, um, we get to see the black demon spirit thing that that comes up behind her. Deck Jones. Yeah, yeah. It, and it, you can tell it's Doug Jones. Yeah. He's so slight oh, of hi, frame. Oh, hi, Doug. It's him again. <laughs> yeah. He's so, hey, he's so slight of frame, but but strong and wiry. And mm-hmm. then you can build anything on top of him. He's like an armature. <laughs> Doug Armature Jones. Um, anyway, uh, they, they let us look at Doug Jones for too long. Yes. Uh, they let us see the the weird, screamy, slack jaw thing too often for too long. And it doesn't look real enough. And it's it's familiar now from all those because there's several exorcism movies recently and at some point you get a girl with lots of makeup around her blank eyes and then there's her mouth is open too wide it's just yeah it's getting tropey but uh, those things that didn't work for me were pretty far into the movie which in a way is great because you get a lot of good movie before these things happen but then it's a bummer because it's like oh you don't get through a whole movie without stuff you don't like they could have stopped at we don't know why that money was in the wall. And there's mm-hmm. some other weird crap that she didn't disclose that was also in the wall. But to give us the entire story of who did it and a great big secret room, it didn't work for me um, Yeah. either. Uh, but aside from that, um, there's some funny stuff that happens. Uh, the little boy that was going to shoot uh, Doris with a slingshot. Shot himself in the face. Ju- the camera locks off with just her staring and you hear you hear it happen but you don't see it happen it's great yeah you yeah. see people running past yeah <laughs> so yeah it's, it's so much stuff like that is done right that i will excuse some of the stuff i don't like and just tell people watch the movie because for the most part it's that good julian what do you think yeah yeah did I'd you have any of that. these problems with it you're gonna no, say go ahead oh. um I, I, yeah, I thought it was well made uh i found it dull um <laughs> i've I felt from this movie that they wanted they they'd make a movie about this family that which is very vulnerable and uh you know having hard times 
and they, they so they'd make this pretty straight drama with them. Mm-hmm. Then the idea would be to bring in the supernatural, but you'd have the movie would be affecting without the supernatural coming in. Then you bring the supernatural, and it becomes horror, which is, you know, that's a good approach, right? So that you care about these people. But um, uh, when the horror does come in, it felt really familiar. Uh, there was nothing new to me, so so again, it was a you know maybe with, uh, the same as the first one. I, yeah, you, you, I can see all this when she's when it's got that shot of her in the bed. Mm-hmm. I immediately thought tug tug yank. Yeah, this bed sheet is going to get two pulls and then pulled straight off. I I can't remember exactly where I've seen that before. But was it you, a paranormal activity or something, or en- the entity or something like that? But the entity, I've seen, or I'm sure the entity has that scene. Uh, yeah, I've, so I've seen that. Um, the priest goes up to the house. I thought, oh, we're going to get the exorcist shot. Uh huh. So we and we did, you know. And, and, and so so a lot. Although it had this period look, um, which was really well done. When it came to the scares, it was familiar stuff from the last few years. And it was, um, yeah, it just, yeah, it didn't didn't scare me at all. And, and um, um, yeah, it didn't didn't work for me. It, no, no, um, yeah, there's you know, too, too many cliches coming in. I, I, you know, if if the horror once it come in had been done better, and it wasn't either stuff I was familiar with and or done as a kind of nostalgia. Oh, this is my tribute to the exorcist. Right. This is, you know, Rosemary's baby. This is and there's, the changeling. There are subtle things you can do as homage. You know, in fact, they did do a subtle one. I don't know if either of you caught, but have you seen, have you seen Oculus? Yeah, that's his first feature movie, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. And uh, the mirror from Oculus is mm-hmm. in the corner of the basement. Oh, was it right? Like it's in storage, right? Right. Yeah. Right. So, that's that's got some interesting stuff in it. Yeah, I've not, not seen before. I really enjoyed Oculus. Yeah, I heard some people not liking it. And I'm thinking, why not? It, it worked I've not for seen me. That one. Oh yeah, yeah that, that one's that was interesting because you've got this mirror which has got some kind of curse on it, mm-hmm. and uh, so you know the obvious thing is once they realise it is to destroy the mirror, but it's part of the curse is it messes with your mind, so you can't tell what you're actually doing. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and that device, that, that mirror-destroying device. Uh, yeah. And the timer and... The... Yeah, they have to... They have Because I think it's when you're in its presence, it messes with your mind, right. isn't it? So they, they have to come up with all these ways of destroying it that they can do automatically. Yeah. But then it goes terribly wrong. <laughs> yeah. Everything goes terribly wrong. <laughs> yeah, so that's more interesting. So Mike Flanagan, I think, has a lot mm-hmm. of promise. Um, and... He, to, to your point about, uh, you know, what things worked and what didn't, it kind of makes me look at the math of this and say, it two-thirds works for me, and I two-thirds really like it, and it one-third doesn't work for me, and it one-third I don't really like it. So for me, that's kind of, it's kind of a win. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I can tell people who are like, hey, we're going to try and watch 31 movies in October. I would be like, yeah, Ouija, Origin of Evil, put yeah, that on your you list. someone to watch to keep your eye on because oh, yeah. Oculus is good, uh, Hush is good. Yeah, uh, he's working on Gerald's game. 
Oh, yeah, that's right, he is. And I think he's doing the, this TV version of The Haunting of Hill House. Oh, cool. Hmm. Yeah, Gerald's Game, That's that's been a long time coming. That was a... That was a Stephen King uh, story from the 90s, early 90s, wasn't it? Yeah, it's been out Earlier, for a long mid, time. Earlier, mid, 92, 93? Anyway. I don't know. Yeah. So. It was after I stopped reading Stephen King. Right, right, me too. <laughs> uh, was, I hit Tommy Knockers and it was no more Stephen <laughs> King after that. Yeah. I don't I really th- like the first of that book and it just runs right off the rails, if I remember correctly. I don't think I ever even considered picking that one up. Uh, and I think I was done reading Stephen King before that. And I want to read that uh, oh, what, the, the one about the uh, time-traveling uh, JFK assassination. Yeah, prevent- that one was good. Yeah. eleven twenty two sixty three. Yeah. And his book on writing was pretty good, but that's all I've read from him. Of recent? Um, yeah, of recent. And I've read nothing between, like, Tommy Knockers and now. <laughs> That's how bad that book was. So, uh, working at the bookshop, I, I get a lot of people who say the same thing. <laughs> oh, yeah, I really liked him till Tommy Knockers. <laughs> uh, so, uh, a lot of creepy things in this movie, like little things could have been left alone at a certain point and would have been really effective. Like the little girl being able to write in cursive, you know, mm-hmm. or, you know, even go as far as write in another language, but don't turn it into the exposition of the escaped Nazi doctor with his secret room full of skeletons and torture implements. Yeah. That's just going too far with it. And that's a, that's a fault of the writing. I won't say that the directing on Flanagan's part, you know, like there were too much Doris running on the ceilings and up the walls and mm. her jaw being all weird outside of that. Uh, there were some effective things like there's a part where she's watching the television and you don't know if her eyes are whited out or if her eyes are just turned because she's in the foreground out of focus. Yeah. yeah. So that was, that was one thing. Um, what was another one that I wanted to talk about? Uh, well, they didn't know they were playing in a graveyard, but they were playing in a graveyard. It felt like that was supposed to be the twist there, but yeah. they couldn't figure out how they put them in a graveyard. Yeah. Um, where they could have just done nobody ever. The mom plays it alone the first time. Yeah, that's true, too. Uh, and nobody ever says goodbye. Because she's so skeptical, you know, that she's not even concerned about playing with it alone. <laughs> yeah. While she's doctoring it up for while the magnets. Mm-hmm. And yeah, no one ever says goodbye to nobody the damn thing. Nobody ever says goodbye in the movie. So right. I thought those would, you know, those rules were broken just as much as playing in a graveyard. Yeah. Like, let's break all the well, rules. That's, uh, that's what horror movies do. You know, they say, oh, you shouldn't do this, shouldn't do that. And then, yeah, and then, and then, then your that. expectation is the characters do those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And finally, a character in a movie straight up says, uh, and I, I don't know if I wrote it down here, um, splitting up, that's the stupidest idea there could be or something yeah. to that effect. Yeah, that was cute. Yeah. I like the um, characterization of the priest. He was actually an interesting guy. He wasn't just the the Catholic yeah. cavalry. Right. He, he was, uh, you know, he was a human being. He had a past. Yeah. He, he totally had, vulnerable. He had desire, you know, without, without, it, without it being a creepy desire. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's, he's more interesting than usual priest you get. 
So Lena um, finally getting desperate and sewing Doris's mouth shut brings to mind the question, doesn't anybody have duct tape? <laughs> no. Okay. Just was wondered. duct tape available in 67? Sure it was. If it wasn't, there was some kind of tape. That that white cloth medical tape that everybody they had. They couldn't just gag her. Right. Put a sock in her mouth. Yeah, put a sock in it. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know where that comes from? No. Apparently, uh, the early Victrolas um, had... The, the, the better ones had a dampening device that was basically a, a round sort of plug on a little lever. And yeah. that's how you controlled the volume was by um, just moving that thing in or out of the, the big oh, okay. horn and if so you put a sock in it. so if you didn't have one of those devices on it you would just roll up a sock and stuff it in the victrola oh, excellent. put wow. a sock in it put hey a, you that's a, that's a good fact yeah if it's true which i believe it is with, if it's true and i want it to be <laughs> if we can will this to be true i didn't like the mom getting stabbed that wasn't cool. no i felt the whole ending was kind of <clears throat> I don't know. I was so disappointed by the overexposition with the why it's evil. Right. Um, on IMDb, there's always like a lot of people who want to contribute to here's some goofs in the movie. Uh-huh. They didn't have a lot. Uh, one of them was when they're flipping through the IDs, the addresses had zip codes, which didn't exist in 67. Well, no, they didn't. Um, I think they came in in the early 70s. Uh even if that were the case, these things were all from like the 1950s, I guess, supposedly. Yeah. So they would definitely not have had um, zip codes. That's funny. They made them paper licenses, which they were, but. Do a little more research, people. Uh, did you watch past the credits? Um, yes. There's an end. There's a there's a little extra scene. I didn't see it at the end. Oh. Well, what's? Shall we fill him in? Go. What was it? Go ahead, Julian. It just, it just ties it into the first movie. Oh. Where it's the uh, that that daughter has been in the Asylum. hospital all that time, and then it shows her as an elder woman oh. getting a visitor. And then, if you've seen the first one, you know who that is. Oh, okay. No, we didn't see that bit. Yeah, off camera, we hear whoever the attendant is saying, "Your niece is here for a visit." Yeah. So we get that, but. Uh, yeah, they did a the the credits. They did sort of a uh, fisheye lens bend to them. I like those credits. Yeah, it look cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of rolls as if it's going over a sphere or something. Yeah, just like you're mm. moving a lens over them. So, um, any favorite scenes that we didn't talk about? I think. Well, yeah, I think we've we've mentioned the bits we liked. Yeah, so. What, as far as recommending it, do you or don't you? Given all of the faults and, and all the things that it gets right. Uh, I don't think I could recommend it. No? No. The ending just really didn't It didn't stick the ending. <laughs> it twisted its ankle and I have to disqualify it. <laughs> You're holding up a card with a three on it. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not going to pass. Uh, Julian, how about you? Uh, I recommend his other movies over this. Okay. Um, so you tell everybody go watch Oculus instead. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, uh, I, so, as I say, I found quite a bit of it dull. 
Um, but you know, same as the first one. It's this isn't for me. This is for kids who've not seen any of this. You know, for kids. Uh, Tricks are for especially, kids. Especially, it might have suffered off the back of Get Out, which I felt was just so. Yeah. I mean, it's so good straight out, but it's also really now. It's it's not. You know, this is my tribute to whatever decade. Yeah. And all the good stuff in this, you know, I, I could tell you where it came from. Yeah. Um, yeah. So for so kudos for liking the same movies as I do, but that doesn't make it a good Not movie good in movie. itself. Um, <laughs> if you if you like this, go and watch, you know, The Exorcist and yeah, uh, Rear Window, and so it, it's it's doing it's doing a service if it's turning people onto those movies, but. Just yeah. because you kill Jesse James doesn't make you Jesse James. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm, I don't want to really come down the director because he's very good, and you know it's a good production, yeah. good yeah. cast, and everything. Yeah. And, you know, it's, if you're not expecting a scary horror movie, then it's you know, it, it, yeah, yeah, give it a watch. But um, yeah, Oculus over this definitely. Mm-hmm. I do recommend it to um, horror fans who are willing to look past some of this stuff um it doesn't suffer from being too long that's that's a good thing it's 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 90 minutes yeah it's just a little over 90 minutes maybe with with credits um and i i was suspecting that there might be an ending scene so i did stick around for that but i do recommend it just based on the fact that it looks so good the the bits that uh that uh that are dull i kind of feel like for me, work as atmosphere, and and I'm enjoying it. It's kind of like um, like when we talked about it follows. It's like that's that neighborhood that feels a certain way. And if if the camera just walks around that neighborhood, you're willing to put up with it for a lot longer because it's a world that you enjoy kind of temporarily living in. Uh, so the parts that don't work for me are the things I would warn someone about. Like, hey, there's going to be some story stuff later on that you, know, you might roll your eyes at it. But uh, getting there, there's a lot of stuff you can enjoy. And yes, it does borrow heavily from other things. These are faults of the writing more than they are anything else. Like the, the directing and cinematography are all really quite good. The, the you know, costuming props, set, set dressing, everything is just... Um, Nothing, nothing really took me out of believing it was 1967, except I think people would have been a little more, I don't know, not rude, but uh, there, there would have been some certain type of naivete on some characters' parts and brashness on other characters' parts. And the only other thing I want to mention from uh, the quote-unquote goofs in IMDb is they're like, not enough people were smoking and there weren't ashtrays everywhere. <laughs> true, absolutely True. I yeah, mean, the, I would go into the bank with my I, I mom, the, and there'd be uh, smoke everywhere. The re- smoky restaurant. Yeah, but that was the only time you were aware of smoking. Yeah, and it would have been like everywhere all the time. I just, I just had this vague feeling that this is. I mean, obviously it is, but I, I just, it just felt like a movie saying, "Oh, look, this is a recreation of '67." Um, yeah, this is the, <laughs> this is the movie version thereof. Uh, I don't. I it didn't put me in that mindset um it's like that that opening shot where you see the front of the house and you've got these these shiny vintage cars yeah and then one's going to roll past roll across the screen is is this kind of maybe it's kind of a spielberg-y yeah uh, style of editing that i I just knew that was going to happen and 
you know, this is what movies do when they recreate period. You have a... That's how I felt about The Conjuring 2 was like, boy, this movie is trying so hard to be British mm-hmm. at the beginning because the little boy must have said, let's have biscuits <laughs> cup 20 times. Yeah, can we get a cup of tea and some biscuits? It was about as British he is as a tap, Mary Poppins. I was going to say a tap dancing chimney sweep. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think they really did film in Britain, and they used British actors. Uh, but boy, they were really pushing that hard. This mm-hmm. is Britain, people. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. should be able to tell by the pea gravel everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> you are in England. So yeah, I would say you know it's a it's a, a two thirds like a two thirds recommend for me. But uh, I do want to see what Mike Flanagan does. Oh yeah, in the future because he's got a lot of promise. Uh, I like the music. Somebody yeah. cracked the whip on those writers a little bit. Yeah. He, he co-wrote it. He co-wrote it. Okay, mm-hmm. so maybe he wrote all the good parts. and Or maybe he's the guy that shouldn't be allowed maybe to write. Maybe he he's wrote fucking all it up. the bad parts. Maybe. Oh, maybe. <laughs> Stick to directing, you dick. Um, maybe, you know, he's done the movie where it's his tribute to movies he saw when he was a kid. Yeah. It's done. You know, it's out of your system. <laughs> The next one, you know, maybe Gerald's game. Yeah, yeah. No more of that. Do your own thing. Do this. Because he's obviously really talented and loves horror. And, yeah. But you know, make it a horror movie for today. Great. Yeah. I don't think we have any clue what we're doing next time, doing. No. Nope. No. Nope. I don't know why we do this. Like, <laughs> shouldn't we just have a list that we just can't believe? Well, it? if anyone listened, they could send in suggestions. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, hit us up on Facebook. We're not hard to find there or Instagram. Well, shall we call it a show? Let's call it a show. It's a show. Hey, listeners, thanks for listening. Stay off the moors. <laughs>